My name is Bill Carbone, and I am the executive director of the Rock and Roll Forever Foundation. There's a new free online educational resource to help K-12 students learn about science, technology, engineering, the arts, and mathematics. The lesson plan centers around the Grateful Dead. There's also other lesson plans that focuses on artists such as the Beatles to Beyonce. We should also mention that, yes, there will be a quiz afterwards. Our Teach Rock project is a large K-12 curriculum project that creates arts integration materials, and they're pretty much all music-focused. And the idea is not getting teachers to play guitar as much as it is getting teachers to integrate the history, culture, and science of music into all classes and make school more exciting and more engaging while still accomplishing all the things we need to accomplish. And everything we make is free for anyone to check out and teachers to use at teachrock.org. The Rock and Roll Forever Foundation was launched in 07 and published its first material a little under five years later. It took that long to get it together. But the foundation was launched by little Steven Van Zandt from the E Street Band. And also some people know him more from The Sopranos as uh, Silvio Dante or Lilyhammer, which is a show he created on Netflix. But he is a activist and musician and... In the uh, mid-aughts, the early 2000s, a bunch of people he knew from the National Association for Music Education came to him and said, we want your help. We're starting a campaign because the Common Core educational standards that have recently been passed inadvertently ended up resulting in music programs getting cut everywhere. So what had happened is these new funding was getting tied to um, a new set of standards and tests that tested the standards and there was no arts on the test. So for places that are trying to raise the money to make their school run, they need to do well on their tests to get the money. And if arts aren't on the test, well then why are they gonna invest in arts, right? And so inadvertently you start seeing music programs just getting chopped. But a little bit of research led Stephen to realize pretty quickly that working on actual music programs, you know, instrumental performance was more than he felt he was qualified to work on. But the arts integration idea came really natural to him. He also has the Underground Garage radio network on Sirius XM. For the first time ever on the air in the United States. On Chicago's WLS. And if you listen to him when he DJs, he's never, here's a song. We started our first set the way the Beatles started their Ed Sullivan appearances. It's, you know, it was... February 8th. February 9th, 1964. 1964. The real day the earth stood still. The world sat on the edge of their seats waiting for the Beatles to come on the Ed Sullivan Show. Timing is everything. When the Beatles hit, we were still in shock at the assassination of President Kennedy. Two-thirds of the country watched, and there were so many people because never in the nation's history had there been more teenagers per capita than there were that night. The city never has witnessed the excitement stirred by these youngsters from Liverpool. And the Beatles came on, and the world changed. The Beatles did change the world, temporarily at least, 
for the better. He only thinks of music as a uh, in this context of how it fits into America or the world more broadly, and that's really at the core of our curriculum. So he started it. He got with a bunch of scholars who worked really hard at making it something that teachers can take and just plug right into school. So it's standards aligned. It's not extra credit. This is like this is real stuff. The first publication is 60 lesson plans, which are really a history of the 20th and early 21st century United States told through the musical culture. And from there, we started working with multimedia partners. So right when I joined the foundation in 2016, we started working on the Beatles' Eight Days a Week film. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. To be clear, we didn't actually create the film, but we were contracted to create curriculum, official curriculum that goes with the film. A lot of people thought we were an overnight sensation. We weren't. And we also worked with the PBS Soundbreaking series. Soundbreaking, Stories from the Cutting Edge of Recorded Music, is a landmark project with the most comprehensive look at the history of recorded music ever produced. Which is an eight-part series that was produced by the Beatles' George Martin. It was actually the last major project he worked on before he passed. Exclusive one-on-one -on -one interviews with the greatest musicians, music producers, and industry pioneers of all time. The inside stories about how taking risks and experimenting with new technology is what changed music and how we listen to it forever. And the theme of that series is um, technology and popular culture. So we have about 20 lesson plans around that series. Another great project we did, uh, which is timely right now, is uh, Rumble, The Indians Who Rock the World, which is a great film about Native Americans and indigenous people in popular music. So we get to do a lot of really exciting stuff. It's, a, it's for a music fan and a music scholar, it's about as cool of a gig as I could ever hope to land. So when we work with these series, what we do is get the rights to use little short clips from the documentaries. Grateful Digos were like a mandala. We were working on the curriculum with advanced copies of the documentary. In a perfect world, that's always the way it should happen, right? We release the curriculum at the same time. Although, when I love something, I'm not afraid to chase it down. When I think of I was a teacher for a little while, and I would want to bring a documentary in, and I would either have a VHS tape or a DVD of this two-hour-long movie, of which 10 minutes, maybe at most, pertain to what I was trying to do in class. And I would have to find those 10 minutes and try to make it work. So our lesson plans pull out the theme to make a lesson plan and then use a two or three short, like, minute, minute-and-a-half clips from the film. You know, people knew where they would sit. There would be, you know, the Phil Zone people out here. If you look at the lesson plans, you'll see they have, you know, 60 to 90 second clips in it. I never took part in the making of Long Strange Trip. I just saw the opportunity to make some really meaningful, uh, well-aligned educational material with it. So I chased it down. And they would dance. And there would be a live sign language interpreter providing interpretation of the lyrics. Well, there's some really good stuff there. 
I'm so excited about the breadth of the project. There's seven lesson plans, but there is quite literally material for grades K to 12 in there. And everything from STEAM, which is science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, to um, high school literature classes. So every lesson plan has a lot of contextual information in it also. One of the ones near and dearest to my heart is the Grateful Dead and Beats and the Beat Scene, um, which is a high school ELA lesson that introduces, uses the theme of Kerouac and On the Road that runs through the film to introduce On the Road, an excerpt from On the Road, as well as an introduction to several other major writers and poets from the Beat era. So to build that lesson, you know, we needed to excerpt On the Road. Uh, we needed to create handouts about, I think there's six other beat poets and writers that are introduced. So we do the research and put the handouts together. A lot of lessons have things like archival journalism built in. So we use all kinds of resources. And really the concept is that the film is a jumping off point, but the media, the multimedia, the music, the video gets kids excited to take the next step. So it's a way to get kids looking engaged and then say, hey, let's try that ourselves, you know? And then next thing you know, you're, you're doing this lesson plan and the kids are super excited. You can do it through, you know, the idea is to do that all the way through the school years, you know, the high school one, you start out with the dead, you start out with a little Kerouac, which is exciting. And next thing you know, you're having a real deal English language arts lesson plan, but it feels like a rock and roll lesson. I just think that The Grateful Dead is the quintessential American experience. They could have only happened here. They represent everything bizarre and beautiful about this country on some level. They assimilated so many meaningful things about uh, America in the mid and late 20th century. I also think, to use the analogy, it's like there's hot water running under the crust of the earth everywhere but there's places where the hot springs bubble up, right? And they're special places. I think the Bay Area in the mid 1960s was one of those places where you have this coalescence of amazing thinkers, amazing tinkerers, amazing countercultural people who were not willing to be squeezed into the mainstream idea of who and what they were supposed to be. And then you have the Grateful Dead, who are all just a bunch of young men living there right that time, just kind of soaking it all up. And when I read McNally's uh, Long Strange Trip book, which we used a lot while we were making this material, and I read about, or even if I read the electric Kool-Aid acid test, and you realize that there's this time where there's a party at Ken Kesey's house, and, you know, 17-year-old Bob Weir is there, the Hells Angels are there, the communists are there, Allen Ginsberg is there, Neil Cassidy is there, and they're all sitting there out back talking <laughs> for five hours. I just feel like, my God, I wish I was there. <laughs> they just come from this moment of the coalescence of literature and thought and approaches to life, and somehow it all crystallized into their music and the way, to me, the reason people cared about them and their music so much is 
has to be tied into that. You know, there's something so much more meaningful than just music. So at that point, those are the questions for school right there, right? Why? You just got to look at the Grateful Dead. Whether or not you like the Grateful Dead, you can look at the Grateful Dead and ask yourself, why did this happen? <laughs> and, you know, I think you could love them and ask that question, and you can be a hater and ask that question with a different tone of voice. But in the end, getting to the answer of that question is you find out so much about America and so much great stuff, and that's what it's all about. Everything at teachrock.org is free. You just have to register to use it. You don't have to four or five clicks, you get a pop-up. And the reason you have to register is we just want to know, uh, we want to know who you are and where you are when you're using it. And we also want to keep in touch because we do a lot of cool things. We Last year we went on tour with little Steven and teachers got in free to every one of his shows. And we did professional development at every one of his shows, you know, and so we need to like, you want to know, right? We've got tickets, we want to give you tickets. So um, uh, that's, that's really it, you know? And um, I encourage teachers to check it out. And there's a lot of teachers using it already, but um, just to check out the lesson plans, see that their standards aligned, that they're ready to work in their classrooms already. So with the Grateful Dead stuff, it's such a fun way to pull in something exciting. We talk a lot about exciting students. If a teacher's excited, the students are gonna be excited. And if a teacher who likes the Grateful Dead gets to use some of this material, that's going to be a fun day for the teacher, too. So that's a win-win. We have a partner school in uh, Orangethorpe Elementary in Fullerton, California, just, just outside of L.A. And we shared this with them. And the kindergarten teachers are super excited because they're going to use a lesson we created called Feeling the Vibrations. And it picks up on the theme in the movie, if you remember the fan mandala and the deaf heads, the part where they discuss um, how the Grateful Dead accommodated uh, people with all, all different disabilities, including people who were unable to hear. And they had sign language interpreters and people would hold balloons to feel the vibrations of the music. So the kindergarten kids are going to see that clip from the film learn a little bit about the Grateful Dead and those concerts, and then do their own uh, science experiments. They're gonna learn about the concept of sound as vibrating the air. They're also gonna come away knowing a little bit about the Grateful Dead. But I'm really excited as we move forward to have much more embedded programs like our partner school so we can see the material working. Part of being in a partner school is we do ongoing professional development throughout the year. And we try to help teachers from every discipline integrate music into their classroom. So our whole mission is to give them the resources to do it and help work with them to get it rolling, right? You can hand the resources over and that might work. But really, when you're in there and you're passionate and excited about it, you can help somebody get those first techniques to make it happen. And the thing with teachers, teachers are smart people, teachers are passionate people, teachers are teaching because they love teaching. They're obviously not in it to get rich, they're doing it because they care. So what I find is that we introduce the material, any doubt somebody has usually goes away almost immediately when we start working with the material because it's so fun and so on point with what they need to do 
that teachers usually just take it and run with it, you know? So from our partner school, we get photos, you know, and other people send us photos and stuff. And then, of course, we're a website, so people are coming to the website to access the material, so we get a lot of communication that way, and we can see what's happening. Big thanks to Bill Carbone to talk a little bit about the Rock and Roll Forever Foundation. Bill Carbone is the executive director for the foundation. You can learn more over at his website, teachrock.org. Our website is deadairradio.org.